This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar now open on match days. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough and with me on the line, it's rather a sausage fest this evening, ladies and gents. We've got to Mr. James Marriott, first of all. James, you're being how the devil are you? Uh, I've not got a great deal of voice left today after last night. I've got to confess, <laughs> my voice is, is struggling a bit. However, it has been a good day because um, iOS 10 has come out. Has anyone downloaded it yet? I need more people oh, yeah. that I can send stupid drawings no. to. No, I've, 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 yeah, I've been I've been upgrading Fudge to uh, to Fudge <laughs> iOS 10, Fudge, Fudge OS 10, and that's why he's here today. So it's been a great success. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, <laughs> it, it, is that a, is that a thing? iOS 10, you can send little drawings. Yeah, because I mean, Eddie and I are Apple Watch wankers, and we've been sending pictures of knobs for months. Yeah, <laughs> cock and balls all day, every day. It's all I've ever used it for is just drawn a classic cock and balls. That's all I've ever used it for. <laughs> and of course, you've heard him there, ladies and gents. His back is upgraded. It's Mr. Dan Fudge. How are you all being? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, kids. Just want, to, yeah. How's uh, it going, all each? You all all right? Yeah? Everybody, everybody all right? All the better for you. We were rather worried about you, old boy. Very, very scary indeed. <laughs> um, Eddie, old boy, how the hell are you? I, I tell you what, I think we're all buzzing, aren't we? Let, you know, let's be honest, we're, we're less than 24 hours removed from uh, a, a quite a special night at Hillsborough. But my enthusiasm tempered a little bit because you know we've been all watching the news, haven't we? Everything that's been going on, the, the big announcement um, about a, a national treasure and the changes that have been made. I think it's disgraceful. That uh, that we've let Mello and Sugu leave. <laughs> that's that's what it is, isn't it? That's what they've been talking about on the news. Mel, M- Mello and Sugu. That's been exactly leaving. what they've been talking about all day. Absolutely. Have I, got, have I got it wrong somewhere? <laughs> no, no I, absolutely. I could, you could not be more right if you tried. You make sure you tell everybody exactly that, Obi. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we've got Rich Davis, Dicky Owl, Obi. Now the devil are you? Um. I'm I'm just slightly drier than I was last night. So I'm, I'm just just nearly dry now. After... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Rich. When you say you're drier, are we yes. talking you're drier because of the rain or you're drier because of an incident like Beastie's fruit bag? To coin no, a phrase. Nothing quite like that. No, literally just the uh, getting caught on Wasley Lane in the deluge last night. Just checking. Um, just kids listen yeah, to this show, yeah, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. More, think... more, more wet than damp. 
<laughs> there weren't many uh, Wednesday nights that left the ground yesterday evening that weren't moist, were there, after that? Um, right, then, ladies and gents, let's crack on. We've got a bit to get through. First of all, we'll hop back to um, Wednesday Wigan game, shall we? Because that turned out to be a bit of a corker as well, didn't it, ladies and gents? God, that's, it feels like, a, like years ago, that game, doesn't it? It seems like such a long time ago. I've completely forgot about it already. It's like, what, what, what Wigan game? I had to look back and find out what the result was. It's just <laughs> erased from the memory because we've last, got fresher memories already. Last night was about four games in one, wasn't it? Wigan feels like it was about three, four <laughs> games ago. <laughs> just to, to quickly run through the Wigan game, of course, it started off with uh, Mr. Greg being on fire. Um, unfortunately, he soon burnt out, didn't he? It was great for us. It didn't start fantastically, to be honest. We, we seem to have been a, a first-half problem, don't we? It's getting a little bit odd, all this. It's, it seems funny to me that this is almost uh, a repeat of last season, isn't it? That um, we've got uh, quite a lot of new players and they're bedding in. And in theory, I think we all know where they're meant to play. But Carlos seems to, uh, to put them in strange combinations, almost as if he needs to see them playing together to see what works and what doesn't. And... First half against Wigan, and I don't think this is the first time this season. Um, the jigsaw pieces were, were the right ones. They were just in completely the wrong order, weren't they? I'm, I'm not sure any of us know what, what the right midfield, particularly what the right midfield is. You know, we all think, well, Jones should be playing in, in the defensive midfield bit, and then Bannon comes in and plays brilliant there, and it's just so confusing. But it's just nice to have a lot of good players. It is a tricky one, isn't it? Because certainly on paper, um, Abdi had a, a really good game against Wigan because I think he was the only player in the entire EFL to have a hundred percent pass rate. Although not if you, yeah, yeah, not if you believe the guys that sit behind me who said he was absolutely terrible. So that can't possibly be true. Um, but I mean, ultimately, at the end of the game, I, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did at the end of the game look back and think, you know, that's that's a great start. But I wasn't really sure about his performance. I'm not really sure that he, you know, he he, he certainly can pass the ball, but he wasn't cutting through their midfield kind of like a knife or anything. Um, it was a bit of a weird game, wasn't it? I did notice that. So for for the second game in the row, Liam Palmer played really well, but. Tom Lee's had a really shaky game. So have we got an issue here with uh, Ramon in disguise? Is that what's going on? <laughs> He's now taken Tom Lee's place. Because that, that Listen, passed for the first goal. And, and a couple of other if, things, he was just shaky, wasn't he? And that never happens to Tom Lee's. If, if, Ram, if Ramon has the ability to, um, to accurately impersonate both Liam Palmer and Tom Lee's, then he's... <laughs> He's possibly the the greatest human chameleon of all time. So uh, didn't I don't, we, I don't you, think we can put didn't this one we rumble who Ramon was last night, though, Ed? Say what? Didn't we rumble who Ramon actually is last night? It's Joe Palmer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually think, think Joe Palmer, it turns out, is that you know, Liam does have an evil brother, and it's actually Joe Palmer, the chief operating officer of Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> he's, he's come in, and I think he put Liam to work in uh, in, the, in the corporate hospitality last night and said, that's why you're not playing. I don't, I've got no idea. Well, he was still yeah. navigating Rocket Leaf before he turned into the jackal <laughs> later on. I can't like that. Um. So I, I said to a few people after the match because the the, the um, there were a few people who were having a bit of a moan, weren't there, about the you know the performance not being amazing. Um, Carlos still not really quite sure what his his um, ideal team is and, and, and what his best team is. Um, but I, I just think when you go one nil down after four minutes, seriously, what is the best case scenario that you hope for? that you get three points out of the game and how it matters doesn't really, it doesn't matter how you get there, does it? It's yeah. it's just about if you can get three points, then you've done well because particularly against a team like Wigan, they're going to park 11 men behind the ball, which is exactly what they did. And they're going to be hard to break down. And um, it, it, it didn't matter how we did it. We, we just did it. And especially after such a, a poor run, you know, first win since the opening day of the, the season or opening weekend of the season and actually you know what we played some pretty decent stuff at times I, I, I don't think that we were that we were um, terrible by any means I thought that we played some nice football um, and I think there were a lot of positives to um, to take from it and two massive goals as well Fletcher off the mark and you know it was the return of Fessy wasn't it Fessy is back 
We have the players that can take the game by the scruff of the neck, even when things were a bit ineffectual. I think I think you're right. I think the, the you know that um, Abdi stat is absolutely brilliant because as much as you look at that and think, bloody, he's had a flawless game. It was 71 passes without any particular impact from any of those 71 passes. So at that point, it requires a, you know players of real quality to step up and and change the game through force of will. Um, and certainly both Fletch and Forestieri have the ability to do it. And it looks right now like they both really have the will and the desire to make it happen because both of those goals were, uh, you know, were a player taking the, that phase of the game in his hands and, uh, and, and, and and forcing the game in the way that he wanted to do it. Fle- the way that Fletcher held off the defender for his goal was absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and then, of course, Fessy, you know, being there, uh, you know, for what was effectively a rebound, wasn't it? And to smash that ball home from that angle, it just shows how much those two really wanted it. And I think if we maybe lacked anything, I don't think it was skill, I don't think it was talent. I think we just maybe lacked a bit of that impetus early on. And those two decided that they were going to be the ones that were going to change that. And and that's how you win games at this level, especially when you're coming off a bad run, especially against teams like Wigan, who are going to make themselves hard to beat, especially when they're 1-0 up. Um you know, and and you know when you're trying to build a, a bit of a run and, and and start the season the way that you want to start it, you need. Players I think like you're that. right. I, th- I think you're right. I mean, um, Fessy did it against Villa as well. I mean, it was a game destined into obscurity for me that yeah. Aston Villa game, and uh, you know it was a game of two arms and whatever we've said about it in the past. But it, it, it took Forestieri to just take it by the scuff and neck and have a pop. And that's what Fletcher and Forestieri did for us against uh, against Wigan. I mean, let's not forget, Will Grigg is on fire. I mean, we can't, you know, <laughs> we can't, we can't ignore that. He is a flame. And, um, and, and yeah, we've got, we've got two players there that can really just go, do you know what? The tactics aren't working. Let's just go at it. Three cockerels to the way that Yorkshire people say couldn't, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that, that that's what we did, and that, that that's the type of players we got. And, I, and you know, to come come from behind shows tremendous character and what 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 not. But I'm sure we're going to get to that and all that nonsense uh, soon. However, however, um, I have got to uh, just harp back to the analysis of the guys that were sat behind me on the north stand, uh, because clearly we don't you know we don't know what we're talking about. The, these guys were were you know they're, they're serious football uh, football fanatics. Um, so despite what we may think, Palmer is actually useless. Uh, Wallace was terrible. We can't pass. Uh, even Abdi, he can't pass. Um, we can't shoot. Generally, we're awful. None of them are good enough. Whereas Wigan played some really beautiful football at times and they, and they ran us ragged. They played us off the park and they deserved to win, which is funny because even the Wigan manager himself afterwards said sometimes you just have to accept that the best team won. Um, so, um, I, would, really I, would, I would like to say, th- thankfully, they weren't there last night. I would like to say thank you to the, uh, to, uh, you know, slightly older guys that were uh, sat behind us on the North Stand on Saturday for completely ruining my football experience for the day. <laughs> what you should do next time, Albin, is take them some of your wonderful blondies and just put something nasty in there and uh, just watch them toddle off the toilet and never come back. Um, <laughs> so, of course, the Wigan game came and went, and it was great. I mean, uh, as Fudge uh, quickly alluded to earlier, the photos of Fessy when he scored that goal are just incredible. And you could see just how much he loved getting back into it and, and obviously putting all that nonsense behind him. Now, he, he ran off from the goal, banging his chest, banging the badge, and... Yeah, sceptical Wednesday Ikes might think that that was um, an act, if you did like. Anybody... Personally, I thought it was brilliant. Did anybody else clock him, actually, as they finished celebrating and then all the rest of the team walked away, he actually apologised to the North Stand. He put his hands yeah. together and, yeah. and bowed to the North Stand. I don't he, think and, and you know what? And he, was, he was crying as well. It, I mean, there was emotion there. And I don't know what... what what the the basis of that emotion was? Maybe he, he felt ashamed about the way that he'd gone. Maybe uh, he felt like you know he, he he had everything in his hands and, he, and he, it ruined it a little bit, and he, he just wanted. But maybe he just wanted to show how much he really does believe the things that he said. And we don't know that. None of us will know that. But the fact is, he responded emotionally to that goal in a way that I don't think I've seen a Sheffield Wednesday player since Francesco Sonetti when he scored, uh, you know, for us back in the day. I literally openly cried in front of the cop. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a player 
have a, an emotional reaction like that. I've seen a physical reaction at Brentford a couple of weeks ago, but um, <laughs> an emotional reaction. <laughs> <laughs> slightly different um, right then ladies and gents so of course the Wigan game came and went and then our next opponents were Bristol City and again we all know what happened but the first half Jesus Jesus it was chuffing terrible weren't it let's be honest well before that uh, before that, the first half storm. what about the weather mate where did well, that, that come from that wasn't a storm that was Mr. Lee in the changing room um, invoking the power of Castle Grayskull for later on in the game. <laughs> it has been taken care of. We don't need to worry about that. It's been wonderful. But no, you're quite right. It, it was that, rather wet. That was surreal. We were all sat outside uh, in the new outside bar of the Riverside, now open on match days, um, <laughs> enjoying, enjoying the sunshine, uh, which was beautiful. And then suddenly it just went, it just went dark, didn't it? It went almost pitch black. Um, it was a little ominous, and we just kind of like thought, I think it might rain in a minute. Should we just go inside? It'll probably only be a little shower. Crikey, blimey. It was, um, I've never seen rain like that. It, it was absolutely, it, it was just mental, crazy stuff. And I obviously was inside the pub, so didn't get wet. Eddie, I'm right thinking that you were, you were inside the pub, you didn't get wet. Um, Dicky Owl, what happened to you? I went to watch my kids try, trying to be a good dad. I thought, I'll go and watch my kids train. Not going to the pub before the match. Let you guys down. I know I know, I let you down really badly, but, you know. So I went to see my kids play, set off about seven, parked up up in the dial house, all fine. And as I got further down towards the Tesco, um, my phone pinged, and it was our cow Molly, the ice cream place, on Periscope, with its video of the rain and the storm absolutely leathering. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, that's about a mile behind me. So I started to run, and by the time I got to the top of Wasley Lane, that was it. Game over. I just carried, I just walked down after that. I was <laughs> just started to, to run. I, lo- I love the way that Rich, that, that your optimism <laughs> carried you down. to the point where you're trying to outrun weather. And I got absolutely pissed wet through. I've never been as wet in my life. Hey, there we go. So yeah, but it was some, some of the guys that were turning up. My, my brother was in the stand trying to ring me and he'd done a video of kind of the weather and, and the guy turned up at the side of us, took his shirt off and, and actually wrung it out at the side of me. And the kind of water that was coming out of that was just, it was bonkers. Very surreal. <laughs> I've just, just got a vision of like Storm from the X-Men turning up in Ecclesaw Road and Rich going, it's all right, I've got my Wednesday shirt, kids, I can sort this out. <laughs> I, I can get you all out of the way. No worry, with me supersonic speed. No worry. <laughs> oh, brand new jacket was a, uh, that was a, a godsend, that was. It was just my pants and everything else that was wet. Top half was dry, but, you know. Same old story, eh? Top half dry, yeah. bottom half wet through. The pants again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it the was... Um... was middle of and inside the ground as well, obviously there was like there was like almost like a small lake that appeared on the bottom section of the uh, north stand, um, at the at the back of the stand. Um, but um, it, it made it quite slippy, and I was wearing appropriate footwear for the weather in the middle of the afternoon, not for the weather by kind of you know the middle of the evening. Um, so You're wearing I, espadrilles. I I may loafers, something like that. Um, I, I may have gone slightly flying as I rushed around the um, corner at the bottom of the north stand, and um, yeah, I I, I I must have slid for a good ten meters. It was like something out of the Olympics. It was brilliant. There's an old Lee Evans sketch in this, isn't there? You know the one where he's talking about how fast can you run in shoes? It's the shoes. Yeah. It's just one of them. Anybody of an age will remember that little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, how, how much credit was we give to the ground staff? Because obviously, 15 minutes delayed, but that pitch handled that amount of water and, and the way they worked on it for half an hour. Gonna stop you there, the Rich. Gonna oh, stop you there. Not, not like just the ground staff. Oh, yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Club <laughs> legend himself, the Bulldog, also went out there with the pitchfork and got involved. And, I, I, you know, it, it's stuff like that that endears them to the fans. Not that Bulldog needed any endearing, but uh, if, if you were on the fence with him before, one, what's wrong with you? And two, well, that should have pushed you over the one side, surely to God. <laughs> so we've got that seriously. In terms of Wednesday legends, we've got Howard Wilkinson played for us, managed us was our chairman. I think this is actually a decent cha- a decent challenge to that because Bully has played every position for Wednesday, yeah. mm. including groundsman. 
So <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at the rest of the season. I expect him to be physio. I expect him to be a steward. I expect him to be Aussie Owl. So, you know, there's got to be some sort of bingo card. We what what do you mean you expect him this season? You expect him to be Aussie Owl? What do you mean by that? What, like, like <laughs> Aussie Owl's not real? What's the matter with you? Yeah, what's oh, with you I've ruined it again, haven't I? Kids, kids, don't <laughs> listen to this bit. Dan Fudge, you swearing again. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna do a knob gag in five, four, three, two. <laughs> but no, it, it was to be fair. What he said, it, it, the ground staff were incredible. Yes, it was brilliant that the body got involved and, and everybody got involved with the squeegees and the the, the show snubbles, show snubbles, their snow shovels, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> I'm not gonna let you get away with that one. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> that that was brilliant. That that reminded me of uh, a time when I was doing a live news bulletin on Dern FM way back when, um, and I had to read uh, a line, and it was talking about it was the week before Penniston Show, and the line was something to do with the Penniston Show site, which came out as Penniston Show Shite. <laughs> live wow. on the radio. Wow. I've never been back to since. Next week on the Wednesday week, ladies and gentlemen, Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nearly as good as Lord Hillsborough's uh, Crystal Phallus the other week. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favourites. Um, but yes, uh, brilliant, brilliant job by, of course, all the ground south there. And, of course, after all that, it was just rubbish for a bit, wasn't it? Oh, we had a football match as well, didn't we? Um yeah, do you know what? I think I, I think I'm gonna probably um, sound a bit different to everyone else because I didn't think the first half was that bad. All right, yet we went in two 0 down. But Bristol City had two chances and they scored two goals. If they hadn't have scored those two goals, then at half time we'd all have been saying, "Yeah, it's not quite right." But you know what? It's coming. We've been creating chances. It's all right. So I, I don't I don't buy that we were terrible in the first half. Um, yeah, we went in two 0 down, and it did need to change because. Uh, when you're 2-0 down, you've got to change it. You've got to find a different way of breaking through that, uh, past that team. Um, and he brought on Wallace and he brought in, in Thessie. And we really learnt something about ourselves, didn't we? Um, I think um, on Tuesday night, because I think we learnt, although he's, whenever we buy a new midfielder and everyone says, oh, who's going to drop out? The first person you think of is Wallace, don't you? You see Wallace has been disposable. Well, he showed last night just how important and how integral he still is to yeah. to this team. Not necessarily saying that he should be starting every game, but he's still got a real, real role to play. He took us to Wembley single-handedly last season, um, and he's done some great stuff this season, and, and, and he really helped change the game last night. And of course, you know, we also learned that Forestieri needs to play every minute of every game for us this season. We are not the same team without him on the pitch, and whatever has happened... I don't care anymore. Give that guy a five-year contract. Make him our best-paid player right now. Just, just do it. Do it. That that second half, I think we we talked about last season, haven't we? That second half was the first time this season that I think we saw the the togetherness, the understanding, the the style of play, even that we had in that running last season. And you're absolutely right to single out Ross Wallace because he was the fulcrum around everything else. But Kieran Lee was absolutely immense in the second half. Forestieri played the way that Forestieri always does. And I'll tell you what, another massive shout-out for a guy who wasn't here last season. Adam Reach, I think, showed that he is worthy of... Uh, of playing in this team and thriving in this team. Yeah. The space that he found, the touch that he had, the vision that he showed, Adam Reach was absolutely cracking last night. And that second half performance basically revolved around those four players, uh, you know, creating things in midfield and, and, and pulling a Bristol City team that, let's be honest, at 2 0 up, just parked the bus. They sat in front in two banks of four. Um, and we moved the ball around to the point where. We got them turned, and and that created stuff for Fletcher, and that created stuff for Hooper. Uh, you know, fantastic! What a what a you know what a great performance second half. Forget about the, the you know the drama of it. Just as a team performance, it was as complete as we've seen this season. I, I think it was a surreal kind of just the fact that you know we, obviously uh, Hutchison gets sent off, and with their start, we're looking like we're going three one down. Hammers it against the post, comes out, and they're down to ten men, which is just. So such a bizarre kind of turnaround, and then it was like from from all of a sudden potentially being three one down and down to ten men. It was still two one. Both teams got ten men, all to play for. And and I mean, my my brother was absolutely berating Kieran Lee for losing the ball for the, the penalty. 
but I, I, like like you said, I, I'll big him up as well. I thought he really kind of dug in to try and make amends on his, his mistake and did that, you know, quite listen, well in the end. Listen, I am going to... I'm not going to play devil's advocate. I'm just going to say how I feel. This is the second game where we've had to come from behind on the bounce. And, and it's worrying. I, I, I You know, I, I can't... You know, yesterday, once we've come down off the ceiling that we've managed to essentially rob a team that, uh, you know, are in the ascendancy, let, let, let's not forget in the first half, we got schooled by one player individually. Do you know what I mean? And you think, well, what happened? And once again, I thought Tom Lees wasn't, wasn't on his best game. And I know I sound like a naysayer. I know I sound like a textbook Northern knobhead going, well, be rubbish. In fact, I sound like those people who sit behind James on a week on a weekend. But, <laughs> was it, you know was it you? Because one of them was a bit wrinkly. Was it you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, not all people whose face look like they need a good iron are me. You know what I mean? Let's, <laughs> Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary... Maybe you've passed your driving test, or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 or 0114-232-6121. So, uh, anyway, uh, in a Wednesday week first... Um, on one of these new features that we're going to bring, say we're going to do every week and then forget about it the week after. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to bring somebody in on this. Now, this is a podcast and journalist, uh, expert on uh, Bond, boxing, and Bristol City, Mr. Dan Waters. Can you hear us? Are you there? I am. All the way based in Bristol. There he is over there. Um, now, obviously, Dan, you've just heard us waxing lyrical about how mint we all were. Um, how, how did you see it from your side? Um, kind of a little bit of same old, same old from us, really. Um, you know, I, I, heard, I heard somebody say about us parking the bus. I think we, we don't really know what we are at the moment as a team. We've got a lot of new individuals that have come into the side and, and don't, you know, it, it's, it's gelled in spurts. Um, and I think, you know, I think little LJ's got a bit of his dad in him in terms of, you know, I think, the, I think it was the day that me and you became friends, Fudge. We parked the bus and beat you. I think we... Brian Wilson yes. scored in the seventh minute and yep. for literally almost 90 minutes we did nothing but sit back and we got away with that one. But That's, well, a, that's exactly it. There was, a, there was a geezer in the pub that said that your goalkeeper should be playing for Brazil, if I remember rightly. There was, yeah. And so did the goalkeeper himself, if I remember. <laughs> um, in terms of the game itself and uh, this geezer who, who, who decided to you know slap us around the first half, I mean, who's he? Where's he come from? Where have you found him? Because to be honest... Sammy Abraham. Yeah, every time somebody gets signed, there's always a, a Twitter outrage from the Wednesday fans. Go, why did why did we get in for him? All the Monday hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Last week's podcast, I pointed out this this Tammy chap and uh, <laughs> mentioned that he's uh, he's been on chuffing fire. Well, Lord H, you know full well that I don't listen to the shows that I'm not on. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know you're quite so, right. He had a, he had a belter, didn't he? Well. I don't think I'm being premature in saying that he is literally the greatest footballer ever to lace up a pair of... <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Wednesday night now, B. <laughs> no, he's, I mean, he's, he's coming to the side. We knew very, very little about him other than he was very prolific at youth level, um, which doesn't necessarily translate to the men's game. But, um, I, I mean, me and Fudge had a conversation earlier where, you know, we're not playing to his strengths even. I mean, he clearly likes to play, a lot like Codger did on the shoulder of the last defender, and, I mean, we, I've, I've seen all our home games and we've not put one through ball in. We've, we've not put anything through for him to, to latch on to. But the kid's just proven himself to be a natural finisher. I mean, there's a stat going, Twitter was going nuts with the stat last night. I think he scored with seven of his eight last touches of the ball or, or something like that. I mean, he's, he's prolific without doing anything else. But he's clearly capable of so much more. And it, it's just us as a team that are not, you know, they're not playing to his strengths. And if we do... You know, we, we could be a better side than, than we've proved to be so far. One thing I did notice um, after the game, um, the young lad Abraham, he did have a, a bit of a chat with uh, one of the Bristol um, cameras pointed at him. And he did mention that he were really happy to score two goals. And, and after scoring two goals, it'd be lovely to win the game. Um, and he finished the, the sort of little chat off by saying, but it's a team sport, isn't it? And then pulled a little face like he was having a bit of a... 
a dig at the defence. Is this a problem we're having with Bristol, the defensive issues at the moment there, Dan? Or? Um, up until the last two games, absolutely not. Flint and Magnuson, who is my man crush for that for that kid, is off the charts. I mean, he's not, <laughs> not seen him, Google him. He's an Icelandic Adonis. He's beautiful. Um, but they've been brilliant. They've been absolutely fantastic so far. And the last couple of games, they've, you know... It, it's been a blip, but, you know, Flint's only had one season of championship football. Horner Magnuson is, what, seven, eight games into his championship career. So I think I think Abraham can be can be excused for a little bit of, you know, throwing his toys out of the pram. Cause he did, no, he did I'd be, I'd be oh, wazzed off as well if I had a game like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> wazzed off, Dan, it means uh, slightly annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Good job we've got for you to translate. Jesus Christ, that's saying something, isn't it? <laughs> in it, in it. So as it stands right now, you're middle of the table. Um, you know, you, it's it's a decent season uh, so far for you. I mean, what's what are Bristol City aiming for this season? I think consolidation. I think you know, as long as we're in the division next year, okay, we've spent a bit of money, but we've recouped bloody millions. So, you know, that's 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 fine. So, I think you know, when you when you're going away to a club like Sheffield Wednesday, okay, you you should, you would obviously be expecting to hold on to a, a two 0 lead, but. Things happen. I mean, I don't think the ref covered himself in glory. I'll be the first to admit I wasn't there, but from from what I can see, he he, you know, he kind of evened it up with our red cards, and you know, and it. I think the right thing to do was was let Lee Tomlin take the penalty as well. I know a lot of our fans are a little bit miffed that Tammy didn't get the chance to score a hat trick. He's an 18 year old kid. Let's not let's not. He- much onto him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, he, he's he's not going to stop Lee Tomlin taking a penalty if Lee Tomlin wants to take a penalty. He would <laughs> he would eat him. <laughs> I, I run a very showbiz nightclub in Bristol, and I get all of the city players down, and he is very fat. You know, I. I there <laughs> <laughs> you are. When's the week exclusive, kids? <laughs> he's a chubby fucker, but. <laughs> Kind of is what it is. He's some of the stuff that he is capable of with with the ball, is is what fans go to watch football for. So we can we can excuse him the odd pie. Hey, you know what? He, he tore us a new one when we were down there in uh, Easter. So yeah, you know, I I was very very glad that Lee Tomlin didn't do a repeat job on us last night. So there there you are. You see, even even another team thinks we're 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 a team to behold. They're scared of us. They're scared of us. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell you tell you. <laughs> That's the way I've interpreted it, Dan. Now, listen, I'm not... Uh, does anybody else want to ask Dan anything, by the way? I feel like I've got him on as my guest here. Does everybody else ask him? Uh, you know, feel, yeah. feel free to ask him whether he puts that accent on. Or um... <laughs> I just wanted to ask something for, from last week's podcast where where Lord Hillsborough called you Bristol. How, how does that go down when you get called Bristol? Is it very similar to when we get called Sheffield? Yeah, I think it's probably a similar similar thing to you getting called Sheffield. Whilst we, we acknowledge the fact we are the only team in Bristol... We are Bristol City. <laughs> it's definitely goes down too well. As, as, as I new- said last week, I make no apologies for my guff because, quite simply, I don't give a chuff about other teams. I just care about the Wednesday. No offence. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dan, Dan thank, thank you for your time. Uh, however, I can't let you go without telling me the anecdote of when your sister was moving house and was looking through the contract. I'll leave it to you for this one. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure it's entirely relevant to a, a Sheffield Wednesday podcast. It's not not in the slightest. This is why you're here, Dan. Tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, my sister got out of the shallow end of the gene pool, and uh, she was moving out, moving out for the first time. Um, and so she was perusing the contract as you do. You know, she's a very experienced lawyer, and she noticed there's so TNCs on the contract. And my my sister has assumed why i've got no idea but she's assumed that that means that she gets tea and coffee included with a sugar herself yeah if you want sweet low that's extra the worst thing was that neither of my parents corrected her neither one said no that is not a thing so my parents were stupid or they just like to indulge my sister's stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we have to, <laughs> we have to treat Fudge very much the same on the podcast, Dan. We have to look after him carefully and <laughs> make sure... Yeah, Dan, Dan's aware. He's aware. He, I, he looks I, after I'm abroad, do you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm more than aware of... Uh... Of what he can be like. Actually, actually, yeah. I think I think Dan spends most of our time abroad just apologising for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. there, there, 
there was one time where I was trying to crack on with uh, what, what was her name off the of Big Brother? Ashleen. Ashleen, Ashleen Morgan Hoity Toity off of uh, Morgan Wallace. Yeah, I was trying to crack on to her in this nightclub after an England game. And <laughs> Until she asked him what he did for a living. He went, oh, I'm a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Harry Enfield in... Uh, in, in, you know, in that, it's Kevin and Perry go large. Yeah, something like that. Who got laid that night? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, thanks for your time anyway, Dan. Thanks a lot. Uh, Thank yeah. you so much, Dan. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers, Walter. See you later. Thank you. Um, right then, ladies and gents, a couple of last little things from the... Um, the Bristol game. First thing we do need to mention, a uh, chap um, popped a little tweet out. A uh, chap called uh, Roger Strain popped a little tweet out on Twitter saying that this would be his 800th consecutive Wednesday game. How wow. amazing is that? Wow. Fair play. Fair play. Nice. Last one that you missed. Murder, wouldn't you? <laughs> Last one that you missed was back in 2001. It was a Wimbledon game you missed. Now, surely there's some point in the last... 16 years where you've got a, a family do or a meal or a wedding or, or something that you just couldn't possibly get to a game for. Oh, they all come second, honestly. You take them to the match with you. <laughs> I just hope he didn't leave early before the end of the game last night. His 800th <laughs> game, he thought, oh, this is, I'm, I'm going to get a head start down Penniston Road, I'm off. There was a funny tweet to, to last night when, when I posted a picture of the, the video of the, of the rain and some guy um, basically said, oh, I'm glad, glad I stayed at home tonight. I didn't go to the footy. And then at full-time wishes, <laughs> people piled on him like, bet you wish you brought a brolly now. <laughs> You're not allowed. Given the new signage you've got up, brollies yeah. aren't allowed. Forget that. That's why, that's why last night happened. If we'd, have, yeah. if we'd have all had brollies and flat caps, like in the old days, everyone would have been bone dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's why it rained. It weren't raining anywhere else. It was like when they have a downpour in EastEnders and they stick a big hose pipe up in the air. And it was just <laughs> yeah. there to see how many people had illicitly smuggled in brollies into the game. Like, yeah, go on, I'm going to make your all, all, all your rule breakers. You know what I mean? Because you've got that sign outside down that says, you know, no brollies, no no having fun, no heavy petting, no bombing. I think that's at Harry Thorpe Pleasure Centre. But, you know, <laughs> they, they've got all these signs up and they've gone, ah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see who the rule breakers are here. Um, right then, ladies and gents, so let's crack on with a little bit of this week's Wednesday news, shall we? Uh, first things first, there seems to be a little bit of a, a bromance happening over there on Instagram between Mr. Sasso and, unfortunately, not Eddie, but uh, Big Dave. There seems to be a little bit of uh, loveliness happening over there. Hello, hello. Uh, listen, before, before we start this, uh, can I just point out that until Vincent Sasso came onto the pitch last night, we were 2-0 down. Uh we won 3-2. Vincent Sasso was on the pitch. That's <laughs> Honestly, Ed, he still looks shaky as shit. I, I can't get on with him. He, I really he can't. Was, he was Despite poor, wasn't he, last night? I will, I will kill you and I will eat your children. Never say that. Shaking shit. I'm pissed at Sasso. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the way that Eddie pronounces it, Vincent. Just like uh, Rady Johnson pronounced it, Wolverhampton. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> Oh, exactly. Wolf, Do you know what? While we're on that subject, there were two things last night that reminded me of Wolves Away. One was that it was, <laughs> it was, it was the same referee, apparently, as Wolves Away. And Brilliant. the other was Vincent Sasso just being a bit crap. <laughs> you fall out of love with people, can't you? Very quickly. And I've fallen out of love with both of you. <laughs> Vincent came on. He looked fantastic. He makes that new kit look amazing. Uh, and... You know, he spent a week basically having a sleepover with Nui, hasn't he? Let's be honest here. He's probably tired. They stayed up late at night. Um, <laughs> and so I think he... he Arm deserves, wrestling. Yeah, probably, you know, in front of the fire. Probably... Drink, probably drink your red room. wine. Yeah, 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 I bet they do. Exactly. I bet they, no, no, I bet they unwind with a game of chess and a Domino's and a red wine. In all seriousness, he was a bit... He was a bit rubbish last night, wasn't he? When he came on, he was a, he a little bit... No worse than Tom Lee's, but he was a little bit shaky. Um... But I'm going to let him off because those Snapchat stories and Instagram videos that uh, that him and knew you put on are the funniest thing I've seen in ages. The fact that they refer to each other as Bay all the way through, <laughs> uh, I, I, absolutely brilliant. It just, again, it's another example of how good the team spirit is. And when the team spirit is that good between two gorgeous hunks of manhood like <laughs> Sasso and Atinuyu, 
Uh, I don't even know whether that's. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I enjoyed it. I, I did welcome, well. welcome back, Vincent. Um, right then. Moving on. Uh, Rich or Bean, uh, we have been trying to find some Wednesday players of old, and I believe um, this week you've been looking for information on Mr. Pierce. Yeah, Andy Pierce was the one that we, we put a call out for last week, and we have actually. Better than the Des Hazel, apart from stalking like, like Vic did on that one. Uh, we've actually found him. Um, and I had a, um, somebody on Twitter, Simon, at Yorkshire73, actually sent me a message and said, uh, Andy Pierce currently lives in the West Midlands. He works as a contract manager for a cladding company. And he's just completed a contract for the company that, that Simon works for. Um, so he's a really nice bloke, still keeps an eye on the, the owls. Uh, and um, if you ask him, he, he shared many stories apparently with him, and, he, and his uh, his favourite one is that goal, which some people might get, but others won't. But I think some people of a certain do. age, unfortunately. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. From uh, from uh, a goal he scored against Sheffield United uh, and the old uh, Andy Andy Pierce. So yeah, we found him, uh, and he's on Twitter as well um, at Andy Pierce sixty six, which James found. Um, so we're, we're hoping to uh, try and get him on the podcast if we can in a, in a, a few weeks' time, which would be great. Uh, does he still have the hair? Because no, that, no. You know, that's important. I mean, does he still have a lovely head of hair if not trimmed down? I, I, I'm, I'm going to need to know these things. I have seen a picture of him. I was sent a picture of him, but I, I, I'll try and find it again so I can post it. But he, he hasn't got the hair, but he does have a similar size belly to what I have. <laughs> <laughs> they always do. <laughs> So he's discovered the beer, obviously. But um, so yeah, that was great. But and then I put a lot of thought this week into in trying to get a, a Wednesday legend that, that that we could try and find for next for next week. And and there was only one name that stood out as such a such a legend, and that was um, John Bez Weatherick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we need to find out what John Bez Weatherick is doing after that one great performance in pre-season, and. And, and whatever else he did for us. So that's 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 your challenge this week, readers. I've got that's a feeling it. that John Bez Weatherick went on to hold upwards of a thousand different jobs where on the first day he got given employee of the month. He <laughs> <laughs> sat by the end of his, uh, his, his trial. Hang on, I'm pretty sure that he, uh, uh, that's called the Andy Sinton Award. Um, or the Reg- yes. or the Reggie Blinker Award. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's it's, it's a similar connotation. <laughs> yeah, if you know where John Bezwaldrick is, um, let us know. I'll I'll tweet out later in uh, later in the week to, to have a shout out for him. Fantastic. Um, right then, other Wednesday news. Of course, as Wednesdayites, we are all aware of Haley's Cancer Fund. We've spoken about it on the podcast before. Um, and Haley's Cancer Fund did pop a little tweet out this week saying that uh, Mr. Forestieri has donated £10,000 to Haley's Cancer Treatment Fund, which is absolutely amazing. incredible. Amazing. Fair, fair, play, fair play, Forestieri. I was going to do a joke about this is why I went on strike, yada, yada, but no. I, I, I don't want to take away from what he's done and, and fair play. Fair play, uh, Fernando. Oh, I don't did, did, you, did you hear that, by the way? That was done Dan Fudge winding himself in. That is growth, that. You don't get that. <laughs> Very often. Not many people have experienced that, ladies and gents. You should be privileged and proud of yourself for doing that. Those um, are mature in you. The, uh, yeah, you, you. You're welcome. Before we go any further, um, I have a news flash. Uh, which is all thanks to the brilliant where-r-they-now.co.uk website, <laughs> um, where um, apparently John Bezwetherick, since ending his playing career in his late 20s, he's now a policeman in the Avon Constabulary. <laughs> well, so don't, is... don't take the piss too much, Rich, or I'll have you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every yeah. time he puts the handcuffs on, he misses. Yeah, I, I, I love that, that that name is a proper copper's name. You know what I mean? It's PC Biz with Rick. What's going on here? <laughs> Just, you know. All right. But anyway, James, thanks for buggering up. Where are they now for next week? Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a new one, Rich? Hey, this is, that's not that's <laughs> not to say now, that now. that's accurate. That's not to say that that's true. Yeah. Have, have, have you been arrested by former Wednesday fullbacks? Give us a call on Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the best idea, actually, for a job. We're getting all sorts of trouble. <laughs> but no, fantastic. Um, obviously, well done, Fessy. Brilliant, brilliant news. And a cracking chap. Um, next thing, Eddie, you've had rather a, a special time just recently with your young man, haven't you? And I don't mean Vincent Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so the Wigan game, as much as it, it does feel like an age ago, an age ago doesn't it, uh, to us now? But um, it was my son's ninth birthday on Sunday. So uh, on Saturday, uh, as a surprise for him, we arranged for him to be the mascot for the game. And what a fantastic experience it was uh, to, to say we got treated like like lords, if you'd pardon the expression, your lordship. Absolutely. We, uh, we we rocked up at midday. Uh, the Even the doorman on the south stand knew his name and was expecting him. Um, we were ushered through for a full a full ground tour. Um, and about quarter to quarter to one, it must have been, we uh, rocked into the, the home changing room to find that there was a good half a dozen of the Wednesday squad there. They were, they, I think they turned up early because their sky had been cut off. So they wanted to watch the, uh, the, man, the Manchester derby. So... <laughs> There were, there were quite a few of them in there. Tom Lee's kept padding in and out wearing flip-flops um, with socks as well, which I find quite worrying, oh, flip-flops and weird. socks. Maybe yeah. that explains the, the drop. I bet, I bet I learned that in Leeds on all of these Skegness. <laughs> but we had an absolutely fantastic time. So Tom got all these photos taken, um, you know, with the, the, the squad. Uh, we had a, a bit of banter, a bit of a chat. We had a bite to eat. They, they You know, the, the club couldn't have been more helpful. It was fantastic. But then... At about two o'clock, we were ushered out to the pitch and Thomas mascot got to to warm up on the pitch and, you know, pass the ball around, uh, get involved. My daughter, Izzy, who hadn't come with us, but she, she'd come along with the grandparents. She spotted us up in the South Stand. Uh, and I, I said, I'll go up and just go and change. She's all right. I got up there into the seats and she said, Daddy, Daddy, I want to be mascot. And I said, well, you can't. It's not your day. It's Tom's. <laughs> And, you know, he's, he's a boy, so therefore he's more important. I love him more. Um, and, and she said, she said, she said, Daddy, that's factually incorrect. Uh, she's five. She's very bright. Um, and so I said, no, come down. Come on down for a couple of minutes and, you know, you can come and see what it's like. Anyhow, within five minutes, she was on the pitch kicking a ball around with Glenn Leuvens. I gave her a, I gave her our camera for a couple of minutes. Um, and she started wandering up to Wednesday players. Like, when's Gary Hooper? And go, Gary, smile. Started taking photos. Uh, <laughs> by, by the end, I actually honestly think that by three o'clock, uh, she was almost named in the starting 11. I think Carlos was actually going to put her on there uh, to give her a debut. Um, but no, as it happened, it was fantastic. You know, right down to as the teams came out, Tom did the bit. You know, he's the mascot. He's he's got you know walks out with Gary Fletcher, uh, with Gary Fletcher, with Gary Taylor Fletcher. Gary it Taylor a, Fletcher. It was a cut price effort. He, uh, he walked out with Fletch and uh, we did the whole bit. In the meantime, Carlos kind of sidles out with a bit of a sheepish grin on his face. And uh, my wife, bless her, you know, I know she's she's paid for it. She's entitled to do what she wants. She decided to go full full bore for Carlos. Oh, it wasn't just a handshake. It was... It was I had to tell her, don't put the tongue in. He's not ready for that. <laughs> I can tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, Carlos was ready for it. That, that tonic suit hides a, a lot of pent-up aggression. So oh, yeah, well. we had a lovely time of it. Um, we, we, you know, handshakes, etc. I've got a great picture of Tom shaking hands with Carlos. And, uh, and lo and behold, obviously, Fletch... Uh, with the player that, that he led out and uh, it was Fletcher that scored the equaliser. So a good time was had by all. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, thank you very much. It goes to show that it, it wasn't it wasn't free. You know, this is Mr. Chan Series world and we all live in it now. It costs some money to do it. But everyone at the club uh, you know, treated us absolutely fantastically. And I really hope that every Wednesday fan gets a chance to do something like that because it was a beautiful experience uh, or, you know, on what was a great day. So thank you to the club. Um, and uh, well, just thank you to the club. That'll do. Done. I tell you what, I bet that's something you don't say much, is it, Eddie? Being a part of Wednesday night back in the day, and, and, thank, <laughs> and that was some thank you to the club. You've changed your bloody stripes. Some of, us, <laughs> some of us join Wednesday night to bring a new positive uh, aspect to that particular yeah, yeah. yeah, we went all up the charge on the ground yeah. I, I, tell you what, I tell you what Eddie to be fair your, your young boy has had a hell of a year hasn't he a hell of a last six months he was top boy back in London not three yeah. four months ago and now all of a sudden he's leading the bloody you know one of the best paid players out onto the pitch while, while, while Izzy seems to be papping everybody you know you know what uh, I look back on some of my glory days and most of my glory days came when I was you know maybe maybe 17 18 19 that's what I look back as my my uh, my favorite times in my life uh, 
I'm actually going to be gutted for Tom if he looks back and all of his best memories were before he hit puberty because he goes to show that he had, he had a horrible upbringing after that. So let's hey, let's hope, Tom, and I hope you're listening to this in a few years' time. Let's let's hope that as well as you know uh, holding court with 500 Wednesday fans in Covent Garden, being the mascot, doing all the stuff that you do now, let's hope you finger some girls as well. Hey, <laughs> we lowered the tone. I thought we were a bit highbrow. <laughs> There's Dan Fudge winding himself in. Is Eddie gushing about his kids? We had to get a pony feeding gag in somewhere. Christ, kids, we're struggling there. Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickie Al, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar, now open on match days. Uh, right, quickly, moving on, ladies and gents, for goodness sake. Um, actually, Fudgy, over to you, because um, obviously uh, we, we popped out at uh, the beginning of the season that we've got a rather special sponsorship that's happening, which yep. Fudge got taken care of. Uh, congratulations, yep. Fudge, and thank you for that. And we've been waiting, really, for Fudge to come back on in full swing so we can have a bit of a, a new feature that we'll probably never do again um, called the Reader Roundup. Fudgy, let us know what's happening with Mr Johnson. I feel at this point that we need some kind of theme tune. So forget the song, follow the leader. And then every, everybody goes, follow the leader, leader, leader. And when it says leader, I'll, you just have me go, reader. So anyway, uh, Reader, <laughs> reader Johnson, uh, we sponsor him, plays for Eastleigh FC, not Eastleigh Town, because they get quite uppity about it nowadays. Sorry about that, Mark, what works in marketing. My apologies. Um, so Raider, <laughs> uh, played four games. Uh, as it stands right now, they've just, uh, they're have just they on the back of a, uh, a one-all draw with Forrest Green before that. I was there on Saturday. They played Southport. He's formed quite the partnership with uh, Cresswell at the back, and they're right up my street, these two. It's like, you know, they're two centre-backs that remind me of, to kind of, uh, you know, to bring it up up to date, Aidan Flint. They're just proper big, absolute Carton Palmer perpetual motion machines. And in his first two appearances for the Spitfires, as they're known, um, Raiders scored two goals in two appearances, and... Uh, uh, not not the best of fortunes the last two games, but it's absolutely fantastic. The um, the chairman, uh, Mr. Donald, that's uh, that's bought the club has pumped in five and a half million pounds into uh, into Eastleigh, and they're uh, they're going to have a hell of a season. They need to stop conceding some silly goals and uh, and play better football, as you know most teams do. To be fair, but um, there's something happening at Eastleigh, and um, get a player of Reader's calibre. It's um, it's impressive to watch because he's like the superstar, and to listen to another team singing Raiders' name, I love it. I genuinely think it's amazing. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. Because, I mean, this, it, this is non-league as well. You've got the clubhouse where the players eat their dinner, and that's where the fans have their, have their dinner as well, he said. You know, the ones that are going for the full package. So you've got the players sort of having their dinner. It's amazing. It's genuinely, it's genuinely amazing. And, um, and, like, um, and, I, and I went to go and see Lee Peacock last week, actually. He was back off his six-month-long holiday, so I went to go and see him at the club. Well, I said to him, I said, well, look, you know, as <laughs> soon as O'Reilly Johnson's turned up, you, you, you know, your coat's gone to shit now. You know what I mean? I've got, <laughs> I've got, ra- I've got Raider, Raider's beard to shave. Do you know what I mean? And, and his feet to wash. So, <laughs> so um, but what he did, he, he kind of wound me up. So I went to go and see him, and he went... Um, if you stick around, Fudgy, um, Reader will be done in five minutes. Get yourself a photo, can't you? I went, I'm all right. I'm not like a little fangirl. What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. He went, yeah, you are. I went, yeah, all right. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll wait for a photo. To be fair, Fudge, <laughs> let's, let's, be honest, let's be honest. And I'm going to take a picture of this right now, right? Bear in mind that Fudge is not a fangirl. Um, James, would you like to describe Fudge's Skype photograph? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, what is yes. It? Um, so it's a photo of you sat in the front seat of a car uh, with, with the camera aimed at an angle whereby you can see who's sat in, in the back of the car. Yep. So who would that be? <laughs> He's my first and only man crush. You know what I mean? With a beard. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my that, best friend. Was that He's from the Brighton friend. excursion? It's uh, it's from uh, Wembley, that one. We drove up to uh, drove up to Wembley and, uh, and he sat in the back of the car. Um, is he wearing double denim as well? He is double denimed up, yeah. It, it, it's weird because the reason I took that photo was to send it to Adele from Bewitched and say, have you seen his double denim ensemble? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, you know, he was my first man crush because he's a big shit kicker of a striker and he's right up my avenue, is Lee Peacock. That we is know. lovely. 
<laughs> so is Reader getting are they looking after Reader for us? They are. I, I mean, to be fair, I was I was speaking to their CEO and he said that they're um a CEO, yeah, because I've got access to the CEO because it's non-league, it's brilliant. So <laughs> he was telling me, he was telling me about how it came about that they signed him and uh, a bit of a Wednesday week exclusive. Uh, they signed him because and this is such a convoluted story. Um they interviewed Nigel Worthington for the Eastleigh job uh, at the back end of last season. And um, he and he didn't get it, but they have the same agent uh, or the same fixer, as it were. Anyway, a guy that knew Nigel Worthington knows Raider Johnson's agent, and it just all came about like that. Uh, but th- and they didn't give Nigel the job because they said he was a bit too technical for non-league. You know what I mean? Ergo, they ended up with Ronnie Moore, which you can kind of <laughs> you, you, you can see there, can't you? You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, it's um, it, it's a great little setup, and uh, I appreciate you know it's it's the other end of the country. So if you do have the opportunity to go to Hallam, if you get to go to uh, Mexborough or or Maltby Main or, or wherever, if you get to go and see some some non-league low-level football, it, it'll make you fall in love back in with the sport a little bit, and you'll get to appreciate when you go and watch you know a higher level, just you know how much these guys put the body on the line and and really go for it, and you know. How much, how well people move, and how brilliant Kieran Lee is at covering every yard on the pitch. Fudge, can I test your easily knowledge, please? Go on, I've only got Why why are they called the Spitfires? Uh, Something to do with airplanes and world wars, isn't it? All right, I thought that might be it. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Spitfires, uh, war. I think it's got something to do with, didn't they make something in Eastleigh to do with Spitfires? Is that a thing? (laughs) <laughs> Good. We'll, we'll, we'll call that the answer Obi. yeah yeah, yeah. planes <laughs> um, right then ladies and gents so let's crack on shall we of course uh, we've got the um, the Birmingham game coming up we're off on his travels and we're off to play the Brum going to be an interesting one this one because Brum been doing quite well just recently haven't Two two teams kind of in form sort of in form um, although yeah, mixed starts to the season for both um, for both teams I'm going to say something here that I don't think I've ever said before uh, which is that uh, earlier on he said something. Dan Fudge was absolutely right about something, and you know, yes. oh my word! Yes, uh, come now. This this is a show for first for Dan Fudge here, by the way. He's reining himself in. He's getting things correct. I, on, I, I honestly cannot recall me ever saying it before. But um, <laughs> you mentioned about the fact that at, at the moment we are all on a bit of a high because we've won our last two games. However. Um, they were, you know, they were rewarding circumstances as we came from from behind, uh, but less than convincing, shall we say? And that's not a pattern that we can continue with. It's not a formula. You're not going to be challenging for the top six if you're going behind in every single game. Um, I think there's only been the Villa match so far this season where we scored first. We've gone behind in every other game since um, since then. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, we said last week six points was essential. We got them, but. We said six points was essential because we were playing teams that we thought we should be beating, you know, comfortably-ish if we're going to be up there or thereabouts. And we made relatively hard work of it. Birmingham is a slightly different proposition because they are, you know, they've been building for a few years. They're a pretty decent team. Um, they're another team that, that I, I, you know, I like their manager. I think that he's doing a good job there. Um, and if we get this wrong on Saturday, we could get a good hiding. So I think we treat the last two games, the six points we've got, as a turning point in our season, and we go out on Saturday, and we get it right from the start this time, um, and we make it three wins from three. Can anybody see past Bannon and Leeds in the middle of the park for the Birmingham game? No, Leeds nope. is a defender, isn't he? So um, he'll be playing in defence. I apologise. Bannon and Lee in the middle. Can anybody see passes? Because honestly, I just can't. I think I think they complement each other very well when it comes to um, when it comes to whose role is what going forward. And uh, and I, I can't believe we've not mentioned it. Actually, the uh, the goal that Bannon scored. It's nice to see that the the, the Bannon worldies are back. The uh, the inter club goal of the month tournament that came back. You know. <laughs> Last season at Hillsborough, I'm glad to see that's back. But yeah, it's, it's got... just going at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then Matthias comes in with bash. What are you saying, winner? Um, but yeah, I, I think Bannon Lee are the uh, centre midfielders for us. It gives the opportunity for Fletch to bomb on. Gives the opportunity to the wingers to to do what you know, do what they do. And um, and I think it, it's it's the one for me because um, you know I'm gay for Kieran Lee. <laughs> 
Do you know what else I realised earlier on as well? When um, I think it was Rich that mentioned it, I'd forgotten that they had a penalty last night because that just became kind of so secondary to some of the other stuff that that happened in the game and that happened last night. Um, and um, yeah, I forgot that Hutch got sent off, didn't he? Uh, which I thought was maybe a tad unlucky because he appeared to actually just fall over um, and take the player yeah. with him. Um, but in a strange sort of way, this could kind of be a bit of a blessing in disguise, couldn't it? Because well, you know, Sasso Hutch, at the back for a full Hutch, game. No, well, as long as Leuven's is fit, it could be a blessing in disguise <laughs> because um, you know Hutch would probably benefit from a rest for uh, for a game. I assume it's just a one game ban. But um, I'd completely forgotten about that. I mean, I said it last week about these two games coming up, but Birmingham are at a particular level, aren't they? And and we need to be beating teams at that particular level to to, to prove what we're going to do for the rest of the season. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, does anybody have any little bits for this evening? Yeah, well, the I mean, we've won two football games this week. Um, it's been a dramatic week in Sheffield Wednesdayland. Um, the single most important piece of, of Sheffield Wednesday-related news this week, which uh, is something I discovered around about... It was about... 12 minutes to three on Saturday before the Wigan game when something astounding happened on my arrival at, at Hillsborough. I was with my mate John and we said, right, 12 minutes to kick off. We've got, we've got time for a quick pint, haven't we? It'll have to be a Guinness because that's all the sell here. Uh, and we turned to have a look and there was almost like a, you know, the, the, the sky split and, and the sun shined beautifully on these two actual, proper, real ale pumps. <laughs> On the north stand at Hillsborough, there was like a halo shining above them. It was just a thing of absolute beauty that we now have an SWFC bitter and an SWFC pale ale. I say we now have, you know, we had it against Wigan. They'd run out on Tuesday night. So, you know, that's probably it. We'll never see them <laughs> yeah. again. Um, but you know what as well? I'm, I'm a big fan of pale ales. And it was actually really nice. It was a nice beer. I enjoyed drinking it. So, um, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about them getting out of the contract uh, that they were in to take um, the catering back in-house. And I think, you know, that's step one and shows us that they're listening to what fans are, are saying. They're trying to do some really good stuff. And I think that was a fantastic first step. And a very nice beer from Chantry Brewery in Rotherham. I expected a boo there, and no one did it. Oh well, that was uh, <laughs> that didn't work. I'll just um, I'll shut up now. Hey, thank you. Um, I've got a few little bits for this evening, actually, ladies and gents. So the first one is actually just a couple of tweets we've been sent. Um, first one from um, at um, Rogers Ash, or Ash Rogers is probably known in real life. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Um, <laughs> Ash did really really well. Um, at the end of the game yesterday, um, clearly the chaps over there at um, the Sheffield Star had their uh, article ready and raring to go. Because at the end uh, of the article, it does mention that the home, <laughs> the home side pushed for a winner, but to no avail. And after a manic second period, both sides had to settle for a point. Well done, Sheffield Star. <laughs> Spot on, chat. <laughs> of course, we're friendly with those gentlemen now, so it's absolutely fantastic. Um, right then, ladies and gents, so that's going to bring us towards the end of this week's show. Um, Fudgy, old bean, um, let's get it done quickly before you melt away again. Um, if people want to find <laughs> you over there on the podcast, where can we do that? Uh, I am at Dan Fudge on Twitter. Um, uh, if you want to if you want to pop on, if you also want to catch up with Dan and anything about Bristol City, he's Dan Waters 86 as well. Get involved if you want. Tell him his accent's crap. <laughs> uh, Richie Albini, if people want to send you more news about Mr. Bez Weatherick or Constable PC Bez Weatherick, yeah. where can we do that? I'd love to receive more information about uh, PC Bez Weatherick, um, but you can find me at Dick Cowell on Twitter. Is it obligatory Fine. to say his name like you're drunk? Bez Weatherick? Bez Weatherick? Albini, if people want to find you over there on the socials, where can we do that? Uh, at James Marriott um, in Birmingham on Saturday, I've, re I've really screwed this up uh, because obviously the game got moved, didn't it, to a half past five kickoff because it's on uh, on that there sky. Um, but we um, didn't change our train booking, so we arrive in Birmingham at ten o'clock on Saturday morning. <laughs> so it is going to be quite the session. Uh, I think we're heading to a pub called the Wellington. But anyone that wants to come along for a beer, drop me a tweet on Saturday and uh, let's let's hook up. You're going to be so asleep before kickoff. <laughs> so far asleep, it's going to be hilarious. Look, 
uh, yeah, that there's a fair chance that that might happen. <laughs> Boy, we'll, James. We'll, we'll see. We'll keep, keep an eye on Snapchat. We'll see what happens. You know, you know, the next time you take your blondies to the pub there, Jay, and they ask for one of your blondies, just tell them no. Or be, I think they've been terribly mean towards you. They can, they can and... get bollocks. I'm not letting them have any more of my bacon goodness ever again. <laughs> and Eddie Olbin, if people want to get hold of you over there on the socials, where can do that? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Easy in Rose. That's uh, <laughs> that's not that, that's Vincent's Instagram. Uh, you can find me on both Instagram and on Twitter at Sausage Arms. Fantastic. Of course, you can get all of the podcasts over there at TWWcast. You can get all of me over there on the Twitter as well at Lord H. That's L-0-R-D underscore H. And of course, you can find us on the Facebooks, on the YouTubes, and in all the usual places as well. Ladies and gents, it's been a pleasure as always. Be good, be safe. And we'll see you real soon. Real soon. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Cresswell and with Johnson, bear with me. Hold the phone, guys. Tell him I'm just cashing up and I'll be with him in five minutes. I'll call him back. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I am at work. <laughs> Where was I? He's for me. <laughs> Can I, um, I just, also give, give, just give a very quick mention as well to Kieran Lee because I thought he was awesome last night. Um, yeah, I thought I particularly that. first half. Oh, did you do that? All right, just ignore me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm a dickhead. Right, oh yeah, carry on. I, I wasn't. I was reading. I was reading the messages on our silly conversation, so I wasn't taking any notice. So um, I'm just. A, I'm just. A, I'm just a dick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.